What's up, everyone? Todd File here from Double FM Sports with another episode of Todd Town. So last time we talked about Wayne Gretzky, right? I'm going to move away from that this episode. You know, don't want to get too repetitive. Um, and we're going to go back to basketball, but not the NBA. I'm talking about college basketball. Um, and you know what? Let's actually talk about March Madness since we're on the topic of basketball. And, um, you know, if you've listened to our podcast in any capacity, you'll know that Ethan, JR, and I, you know, we're, we're pretty opinionated about our teams um, and who we think is better than the other. So I got to thinking, out of all of the years of March Madness, all 80 years that we have in the books, who is the best team overall? And that's what I set out to do. Now, first of all, let's define what we mean by best team. And simply what I did is on I measured on average how far teams made it in the tournament. And the reason I didn't just stick with conventional rounds is because throughout March Madness, the size of the tournament pool has changed dramatically. When it started in 1939, there were only eight teams each year in March Madness, and then it moved up to like 16, and then they were hovering in like the 22 to 25 range, and then they went up to, I think, like 32 for a year, and then 48, and now they're at 64, but there's like the first four in there too, so it's kind of 68, so it, it's complicated. So I had to come up with a metric that would span all of that. Because if a team makes it two rounds in in the round of eight, or with the you know the the eight uh, team bracket, if they win a game and then lose the next one, they've made it halfway through the tournament. That I mean, that's like you know you you make it to the Sweet Sixteen almost in in a modern perspective. So you can't just go based on the numbers. So what I ended up doing is I counted how many rounds there were uh, for each team. So like for the eight-team bracket, there are four possible rounds that they can play in, and that's including winning the championship. So you play in the round of eight, you know, the opening round. Then once those games are over, there's the round of four, and then a team can play in the final game between the top two. And then, so that's three real rounds, and then you tack on the possibility to win the championship, which gives me four. Then I take the round, and I create a percentage of round divided by total rounds. So Brown uh, University, for example, in 1939, they were in that eight-team tournament, um, four possible rounds if you count winning the championship. So... They made it one round, which would give them, I guess, an exit ratio of one to four or uh, 0.25. So then what I did is I did that for all 80 years. And I created a sum for each team just out of all of those exit ratios. What is the total decimal amount? Then I counted up the appearances for each team. and then you just divide the 
sum by the appearance to give you the average exit uh, ratio for a March Madness tournament. And that's where things get interesting. Because if you look at the, at the outcomes here, at the top of the chart, you have UNC, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas. I mean, that's, that's typical. You'd expect that. Um, each one of them is in either the low uh, 0.5 range or the high 0.4 range. But what's even more interesting is that UNC isn't at the top of the list. They're in the top tier-ish. But then CCNY, the City College of New York, is out on top of all of them. And here's why. So CCNY has played in two tournaments. And they were both in the eight-team format. In one year, it was 1947, I believe, um, they won a game and then lost. So two appearances, which would give them 0.5. And then in 1949, I believe, they won the tournament. So four, which would give them one. So one plus 0.5 is 1.5. And you divide that by two, you get 0.75, which is head and shoulders above where UNC, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, and Kansas are, which are the five right below CCNY. Furthermore, a 0.75 average is comparable to uh, a final or 0.75 is comparable to a final four appearance in today's standards. So essentially what this is saying is that CCNY averaged a final four appearance across its tournament career, which seems crazy out of perspective. But when you think about they only played two tournaments, okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, that, that, victory um in the final game means a lot more when you're just talking about two whereas you know like kentucky who's won i think it's eight um march mandis tournaments each one of those means a little bit less because they've played in dozens of them um so anyway, CCNY is the only team that is averaging a final four performance each year. Then you know, the five that I mentioned, UNC, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, and Kansas are all in the Sweet 16 bracket. So it's essentially like they're averaging a Sweet 16 performance each each time they appear in the bracket, essentially. Um, followed by Loyola, Chicago, Michigan, Florida, Michigan State, Ohio State, NYU, and Dartmouth. Um, again, NYU and Dartmouth, both of those teams played more so in the earlier, um, you know, low 20s to eight team brackets, um, and they didn't make that many appearances either. Then after the Sweet 16, you get into the round of 32, um, and each time we go down a level, the pool gets immensely larger. So, I mean, there were there were only 12 teams in that sweet 16 and one team in that final four, but then you get to round of 32 and you suddenly are probably up around a hundred. Let me count here. You're yeah, you're to 79. And then out of, I think 
there are 300 some teams that have made a tournament. Yeah, 322 that have made a tournament. Um, and then 230 of those fit into the round of 64. So we're expanding as we go down the list. But in that top tier of the round of 32, you get teams like Louisville, UConn, Indiana, Oklahoma State, believe it or not, um, Oregon, Villanova, Syracuse, Georgetown. Um, you know, later on in the list, you get uh, Wisconsin, San Francisco, Arizona, UNLV, um, that kind of thing. And again, no surprise here. These are teams that when you think about, you know, maybe not the top tier of teams in college basketball across history, but still teams that are in that conversation, that's what you're getting in that top tier of the round of 32 tier. Um, the other thing I did is I went and I counted all of the teams that have won a championship. Um, and I highlighted those on my list. And what you'll see is that predominantly the teams that are winning championships are higher up in the rankings. So CCNY won a championship. UNC, Duke, UCLA, Kentucky, Kansas, Loyola, Chicago, all won championships. The outlier in that Sweet 16, well, the three outliers really are Michigan, NYU, and Dartmouth. Um, because the other three in that, Florida, Michigan State, and Ohio State, have also all won championships. Then you go down to round of 32, Louisville, UConn, Indiana, Oklahoma State, Oregon, Villanova, Syracuse, Georgetown, all won championships. Two outliers in Auburn and Drake, but then you get to Wisconsin, San Francisco, Arizona, and UNLV. Again, all won championships. So you see where I'm going here. And that makes sense because if you are winning a championship, just from a mathematical standpoint, that gives you a one. You know, the higher the number, the higher your average is going to be. So these teams like Duke has won five titles. UCLA won like 11 or, or something like that. Kentucky won eight. You know, that's going to boost up their average. Um, but as far as what I opened with, you know, which team is the best um, in college basketball or really which program? Because each team changes on pretty much a yearly basis. Um, this one's a little bit of a toss-up. I would not say CCNY because they're not even in D1 anymore. I don't even know if they have a basketball team, to be honest. Um, you know, that was almost like a one-off thing, um, kind of like the village people. But then you look and you see, okay, UNC – obviously a great program. There's a reason why on average, they're making a sweet 16 appearance every year. Um, and Duke is right on their heels. Literally, they are separated by 0 0.001 um, in their average exit. Then UCLA is um, 0 0.011 behind Duke. And Kentucky is only 0 0.005 behind them. I mean, this is really close. I would honestly say UNC or Duke. Maybe UNC. I don't know. Let me look at the appearances here because that might be what it comes down to is if one team has made it more than the other team. 
I mean, UNC has made seven more tournaments than Duke. So I think, yeah, I would edge it out to UNC simply because, oh, but that's tough though, because then it means that Duke is doing better with less playing time, if you will. But at the same time, you have to be good to get into the tournament. So I'm going to give it to you, UNC. I'm locking that in. Final answer. I'm saying UNC, as far as this metric is concerned, is the best college basketball program in the history of the United States. That is such a wild claim, but at least I have the facts for that. Um, so that's all I have. Uh, stay tuned for another episode of Todd Town. I think next time I'm going to be looking at the uh, college football playoff. So uh, until next time, I'm Todd File, and I'm signing off for Todd Town.